Good morning for Tuesday, January 6th, 2015. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on today's front page. A blueprint to Palestinian statehood. It will be a news analysis from Jerusalem. For a second week, arrests plunge in New York City. And seven years in, reporter says little to court. In today's national headlines, Grand Juror and Ferguson sues to end silence rule. Wisconsin governor resists a new battle with unions. And gay weddings start as judge lifts a ban in Florida. In today's business headlines, the Dow tumbled 331 and a third points yesterday, or 1.86%. Oil's fall continues and the markets shudder. Breach puts Morgan Stanley client data up for sale, and Dish Network unveils web TV service to rival cable. More business stories ahead, more national and world news too. A roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Joe Nocera. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is a news analysis written from Jerusalem by Jody Rudoran. A Blueprint to Palestinian Statehood When the Palestinians sought statehood at the United Nations in 2011, it was widely dismissed as a symbolic gambit to skirt negotiations with Israel and Washington's influence over the long-running conflict. But the Palestinians have begun to translate a series of such symbolic steps, culminating in last week's move to join the International Criminal Court into a strategy that has begun to create pressure on Israel. While many prominent Israelis have called for a unilateral action to set the country's borders, it is Palestinians who have gained political momentum with moves made outside of negotiations. The Palestinians are, in effect, establishing a legal state. International recognition by 135 countries and counting is what Palestinians are betting could eventually force changes on the ground, without their leaders having to make the concessions or assurances their leaders have long avoided. Those states that have recognized the state of Palestine, that's not an insignificant number. They reached a kind of critical mark, said Mark Ellis, director of the London-based International Bar Association. We've added an additional complexity to this very long 66-year-old journey. Israel has promised painful retaliation. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu of Israel promised Sunday that he would not sit idly by in the face of what he called Palestinian confrontation, and other Israeli officials said harsher measures would follow the freezing the transfer of Palestinian tax revenue, which will prevent thousands from collecting government paychecks this week. The strategy has also upset Washington, which is expected to cut $400 million in aid to the Palestinian Authority if the International Criminal Court bid is not reversed. Jan Psaki, the State Department spokeswoman, said Monday that administration officials told the Palestinian leadership that we would like to prevent it from moving forward, while also warning Israel that the frozen tax transfer raises tensions. President Mahmoud Abbas of the Palestinian Authority seems undeterred and increasingly indifferent to American diplomacy. He vowed Sunday to resubmit a Security Council resolution that failed last week again and again and to join 100, 200, 300 international organizations, despite the risk that Israeli and American sanctions could lead to his government's collapse. We will not get exhausted or tired, he said. The whole world is supporting us. 
Abbas appears to have won some points with the public by joining the International Criminal Court. I hear it from my father for the first time. Even if we will not get our salaries and the economic situation will be worse, at least we can say we will get our rights, said Rula Salameh, a Palestinian activist whose 70-year-old father relies on a pension.